Oh, yes, indeed. Hour number two on a Tuesday. Betters. Have you heard the latest on the AFC Championship game? Money on the Bengals coming in. Cincinnati, minus two and a half on the road at Kansas City. Not only did they beat them there last year, but this Patrick Mahomes thing, it's got Kansas City worried. It's got everybody concerned. It's got betters leaning towards Cincinnati. Can they do it two years in a row? That'd be Burrow 4-0 and against Mahomes. I'm seeing stories out there about legacy-defining game for Mahomes. He can't let it be four in a row and all that, but he's got that high ankle sprain he is dealing with. We'll talk about that. We'll keep talking basketball as well. Big one for the Longhorns tonight. They're all big in the Big 12. They host Oklahoma State. It's Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined by Isaiah Collier. Uh, Zay's going to be calling uh, a big high school game tonight, as he does on Tuesdays, and we'll get you the info on that coming up in the Flex segment. Also, one of our Flex preseason guys from last year in football has found a new home. I saw that over the weekend. We'll get you that info if you missed it. Um, So we have all of that out there. We got uh, the NFL cranking up, and Zay, it is a massive... Nothing against the Eagles and Niners, because that's brand big brand stuff. Niners are trying to get to a sixth Super Bowl. That would put them on another tier. I'm not trying to dog that out because that's that's big time. That's what I'm hoping doesn't happen as a Cowboys Sound fan. Like you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sound like you being a Cowboys fan no, and trying to make that like it's not a big game or something just because no, you hate both teams. No, that's what I'm watching. Like the mo- <laughs> the most important thing that now when the Cowboys go out, all I do is Super Bowl watch. Right, right. A tote board, right? Because I got you know you got the Eagles or excuse me, you got the uh, Steelers and Patriots with six. Cowboys and Niners are at five. I don't want the Niners to get number six and leave us alone at number five. Um, but that's what the Niners are trying to do. Eagles trying to get themselves into that multiple Super Bowl winning category. But on the other side, it's just there's a little extra level to it for me because of the young, talented quarterbacks here and what they're trying to pull off. So Burrow is trying to – I mean, I didn't realize this. He's already got more playoff wins than any Bengals quarterback ever. Yeah, and they were going to the playoffs a lot in the 80s. He's got more than Boomer. I didn't realize that. First time I saw him go, it was Ken Anderson at quarterback. So that sort of made the math work out a little bit. But now that he's got, what is it, four or five playoff wins, he's out in front of all of them. And the notion that he could get them a Super Bowl, that not only sends shockwaves around the, the conference in general, it really sends shockwaves through the division. Because the dogs in that division are supposed to be Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And if they get a Super Bowl, that could change the whole dynamic. And then the fact that he would have beaten Mahomes in Kansas City to get them both, to get both trips, and then to get his first Super Bowl, ultimately he has to beat Mahomes again. I mean, that's big-time legacy stuff. Yeah, it is, Chad. And, you know, when it comes to the quarterbacks that are left, it's such a quarterback-driven league. It's become even more and more... Uh, quarterback driven league as the years go on but you know back in the day it being like a running back push league if you didn't have a good bell cow running back that could get 30 touches a game a la Emmitt Smith Terrell Davis those guys then you probably weren't gonna win and yeah you could have a hall of fame quarterback but we're gonna base our game around the run now the quarterbacks that you have left with Burrow Mahomes Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy all four of those teams have incredible talent surrounding those quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And you look at the Cowboys situation, 
as bad as Dak was this year and was on Sunday, you can't say that about the Cowboys. Yes, CeeDee Lamb had a great, outstanding outbreak year at that number one, but go down the line. Like, we look at the Bengals right now, their number two is T. Higgins. Yeah. Their number three is Tyler Boyd. Both those guys could be twos and ones at different, you know, different uh, uh, franchises, but they got Jamar Chase for the Eagles. Devontae Smith, a lot of teams would like him to be a number one, him being the former Heisman winner. I don't, I think he's a little slim for that as his career goes on. Right. But him alongside, it could happen. happen. And them making that move to go get A.J. Brown for nothing. They just took him because the Titans were too, you know, just scared to bring him back to the squad, which that's the reason why they got their GM can in Nashville. You know, the, the pattern you're talking about here, do you know what team doesn't pay attention to that pattern? Who? Cowboys. <laughs> Think about it. Because a team with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, that's deadly. That's really dangerous. If one of those guys is technically your two on a play – my God. And then Schultz is your third option. That's what teams like Cincinnati have built. That's what Kansas City has now built. Even without Tyreek Hill, they've built this weird group of like, oh, yeah, he'd be a one somewhere else. Yeah. Or he'd be a one. Somebody else would want him. And there's like five of those guys in Kansas City. And you build that up around the quarterbacks like you're talking about. The Cowboys did not build up that much around Dak. They got a couple guys, but they don't have all those options like the other teams do. Yeah, we know how dumb uh, Jerry Jones was for signing Ezekiel Elliott for that contract. You don't pay running backs that anymore. He ain't Emmitt Smith. You can't do that because now you're in a chokehold with your salary cap and you can't go out and spread the money around like you should be able to to get those type of rosters like these four remaining teams have. Good like point. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, they just got Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Life's they, easy for Brock Purdy. San Francisco built it a little differently, but it's the same thing. It's multiple weapons that do all kinds. Theirs is more versatile. Theirs is yeah. silly. But you're right. Yeah, it's it's building on all of that stuff. By the way, even if he was Emmett Smith, you shouldn't pay him. because you you're shouldn't cause, pay him? Because your offensive coordinator is not going to hand him the ball anyway. Touche. Right? Why yeah. are you even going to do that? Um, so, yeah, these four that's a good point. These four teams have definitely built it uh, in a very modern way. And Kansas City and Cincinnati, I'm just hoping, beyond hope, that they can get Patrick Mahomes to a good, healthy standpoint. I don't want to watch that game and think, yeah, but he wasn't right. I want him to be right. Maybe he's not 100, but get him to somewhere around 80%. Oh, I'm literally just watching the injury and let's right watch behind it. you. It is not good. No, it's it, not good. It Your body's good. not supposed to fold like that. But that is a tough dude, um, and and hopefully he can he can withstand that and and be pretty good. We'll continue to talk about the championship games and what's on the line because that Mahomes Burrow matchup is legacy stuff. Not that those other guys don't have legacies to deal with. Niners are trying to add to history. Eagles are trying to get one. I get it. And by the way, to the texter that texted in, I thought the Eagles won a Super Bowl with Mark Wahlberg. Well played. <laughs> that is. Well played. Well done. Uh, All right, so as we shift quickly to Texas basketball, we remind you it's 8 o'clock tonight at the Moody Center, Texas and Oklahoma State. Zay got you the right call segment earlier in the show. Uh, Texas looking for their 17th win overall. They are 5-2 and in conference. And Zay, as we look at the Big 12 here, there is a monster out of the state of Kansas leading the conference. It's just the guys in purple. 
at 6-1. and one. This K-State team, more and more now, we're starting to find out that, hey, that, uh, that loss, that not that you love a loss, you don't, but the fact that K-State came in here and did what they did to Texas, they really backed it up. Through the, uh, through the next six games. Yeah, Jerome Pudi Tang is coaching his <laughs> ass off. Sakate, Samale, whatever Pudi Tang used to say in that classic Chris Rock joint. But yeah, Kansas State, they're a scary team. Marquise Noel, he's looking like the best point guard in the conference. And there's a lot of really good point guards in the Big 12. Keontae Johnson, you know, he's just a guy, a dog at 6'7. He looks like he's 240, even though they got him listed at 220. It seems like you can't move him around he's going to get to where he wants to on the court and then they got a lot of wings and long guys really athletic sills their backup uh, uh six man i think he's going to get six man of the year him him and sir jabari rice they're battling for it mm-hmm. number 13 sills yeah. he's had some really big games especially in that kansas one but man bill self uh, the national champs they got some serious issues right now and Jalen Wilson, he's going to be first team all Big 12, the Ditton Geyer product, but their point guard, Dejon Harris, has been awful these last three games. So that's one of the big. I was going to ask you what has been going on with he's, them in the last he's three. He's it. Okay. He's it. Against uh, Kansas State, I think he had three points. Against Ooh. TCU, where they got blown out, donut. And then last night, he had two points, and he's getting like 35 minutes plus. Dang. Yeah, that's bad. That's horrible. That's wretched. You can't do that. Yeah, and you remember last year with this Kansas team, they, they're, you know, they, look at the spots they're trying to fill from last year. They got Grady Dick, which he's done a really good job filling Christian Brown's shoes. Christian Brown now playing for uh, 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 the Denver Nuggets, solid player for Bill Self last year, a huge reason why they won the national championship. Jalen Wilson, being that star player, big-time scorer, averaging around 20 a game, he's took the spot for Oshai Baji, who was Kansas' best player last year, but... They don't have a Remy Martin, which was the X factor to them winning the national championship last year. Him coming off the bench, being that scorer at the point guard spot, it mm-hmm. allowed Dewan Harris to focus on distributing and to focus on defense. That's what he's best at. But when you're making Dewan Harris have to score and look for his own shot, which he doesn't want to do, and you're focusing on Grady Dick, who's a really good freshman, and Jalen uh, uh, Wilson, K.J. Adams, the Westlake product, he's been well all season long, but he's a lot like Dylan Mitchell. He's not going to get you a bucket very often Hmm. if he does if he's if he has the ball in his hands then that's plays to the defense uh hands that's what the defense wants to do they want kj adams making plays for himself and others and then kevin mcculler the texas tech uh transfer he's been up and down just trying to find his role in bill self's team so they're not as deep as they were last year and we know in the big 12 depending on what your schedule is that's why i'm not too excited with where texas is at right now you just put out the stat of 17 wins i just saw cbs uh on the specs tech line saying 17 and 3 that's as good as texas been in a long time with the next 12 games that you have to finish out the uh, regular season i'm not even talking about the big 12 of uh, conference tournament which you're going to play a juggernaut no matter what there the next 12 games eight of them are ranked opponents wow yeah the other good. four against like rivals like Texas Tech and guys that just don't mm-hmm. like you like Oklahoma State and you know it's nuts yeah. it is nuts so 17 and 3 that sounds good right now but 
We don't know what this team's going to be. These next four games after Oklahoma State are brutal. Right. Going up to Knoxville, turn around, playing Baylor, Kansas State, Kansas. Like, it's just... It's a brutal conference. The upside is you're going to be ready in March. You're not going to see anything better than what you saw during mm -hmm. the regular season. But like I said in the last hour, Chad, everybody has to start clicking. You just can't have one or two guys playing well and having others, Timmy Allen, you know, five points, two points. Those yeah. things can't happen if you want to finish out the season strong, which I think they can. But, man, that's... Yeah, <laughs> again, eight of the next 12 games that you got to finish out the regular season are against ranked opponents. I, again, the top 16, six teams in the Big 12 from TCU, Kansas State, uh, Kansas, uh, Iowa State, Texas, uh, um, Baylor, all six of those teams could get to the Final Four. Yeah, it's uh... – it's a weird it's a weird thing with this team where clearly all cylinders fired against Gonzaga but that's obviously with beard coaching since Rodney Terry has become the acting head coach they've had some impressive wins they've had some dogfight wins they've even had some comfortable wins they haven't had what you're talking about, though. They haven't had that all pistons firing kind of thing. So can they get that going at some point? Uh, Sixteen and three, they'll be seventeen and three if they get the win tonight. And then those Kansas losses. Let me make sure I've got this right. Baylor got them in Waco. Kansas State beat them in Manhattan, but TCU was the one that went to Allen Fieldhouse and kicked their doors in. Beat them by like thirty or forty. Yeah, by like twenty something. By twenty something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beat him bad. I, I mean, Mike Miles, he was going at Dejon Harris. And what I saw last night in the Baylor-Kansas game, Baylor— 23, were, my bad. Yeah, 83-60, only 23. Yeah, Baylor, <laughs> they were able to attack the mismatches and the switches that Kansas was throwing at them. Like, K.J. Adams, he's a really good defender, but— with the freedom that Scott Drew gives you offensively and the confidence that he gives guards. We saw it with Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell in the national championship squad. He just gives his guards extra confidence to take advantage of matchups and go one-on-one -on -one that at times last year, especially Texas, really struggled at. They've gotten a lot better this year uh, with Chris Beard early on and now Coach Terry, especially with Marcus Carr, getting his shot you know, anytime he wants, being able to take certain bad shots. But Baylor, that's how they play. They love that type of style. And L.J. Cryer, who had 22 last night. Adam Flagler, who seems like he's been there forever. He was part of that national championship team, was a six-man on that squad. Keontae George, who is going to be a first-round draft pick in this year's draft. Freshman out of the Dallas area that was real close to coming to Texas. All those guys have the ultimate green light to dominate. So they're on a five-game winning streak. They started off in the Big 12 losing three straight. Now they're looking like that scary juggernaut team that hmm. we know Scott Drew is, you know, typical of having year in and year out. So Horns got to play them twice, and those aren't going to be easy battles. So these 12 games, even though eight of them are all ranked, none of them are easy. None yeah. of them are given. The teams at the bottom of the Big 12, you've barely beaten. West Virginia, you barely got out of Morgantown. Texas yeah. Tech had you by, down by 12 points. And West Virginia beat TCU. Yeah, West Virginia beat TCU. <laughs> Oklahoma mean, State, who you playing tonight, beat the same Iowa State team yeah. that you lost to at Hilton Coliseum in Ames last week. It's it, nuts. Oh, it's a, it is a slog through this conference, man. It's, yeah, there's nothing easy. Nothing easy at all. By the way, did you catch the pops from that crowd in Waco last night? Yeah. 
My God, that place can get nuts. It's one of those things in the Big 12. It doesn't get talked about a lot, but when it's packed and they are firmly against the opponent, that place can get special. It's about nine, ten thousand when it's Ferrell packed. Center's a weird place. If you look on the outskirts, you're like, this is the oh. most rinky dink. Oh, it looks broke down place. Yeah. Like for recruits. Oh, I got like it. you yeah. go look at that place and you're in Waco, especially like how how Scott Drew. The, That's why he might be like yeah. send him the whatever the college <laughs> hall of fame. Send him right now. The, but just winning a national championship there. The only reason it looks kind of cool from the outside is it's kind of gold. In parts, it's sort of shiny, but it's getting in there and figuring it out. Bring a recruit in when they host Texas. Yeah. And get and just don't even want to say a word. Yeah, it gets that rowdy, but gets, they're not on top of you. Like you see, like from the TV standpoint, it's like spread out. They're like very, you can they barely are spread see out. the You can barely see people in the stands. Yeah, you're right. But it gets loud. It gets in there, loud. Man. God, it's a weird it's a, place. Yeah, that is a that is a weird little nut barn there in uh, in Waco, and they got to have fun last night beating Kansas. So Texas and uh, Iowa State are at five and two in the conference. Kansas State sitting on top at six and one. We'll see what happens tonight. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State eight o'clock tip seven thirty pregame for you right here on the Horn. Uh, more of that coming. More NFL stuff all over the place. Bill O'Brien filling that. Role in New England. Did you realize there are 10 NFL teams that need a new offensive coordinator? I didn't realize that till the other day. It, the, the Patriots apparently have filled their job. Uh, we may talk about some of those others that are in need of one. By the way, I forgot about this. Bill O'Brien, I think he was at Alabama with Mac Jones right when Sark left. Yeah, somebody texted us that earlier. I think that might be right. That sounds right. Okay. So there's so, relationship there. Yeah, a little relationship. Belichick and Saban, they just they, they love sharing talent, don't they? Yeah. They just love sharing that talent, sharing those stories, and sharing all that knowledge. Uh, that will, I think that's going to – I think that will work. It's going to work way better than what they were doing this year. That's not a limb to go on. But Bill O'Brien uh, getting a chance to do that, maybe now uh, – who knows? Maybe the head coaching thing is out of his system, and he'll just say, yeah, let me go coordinate a badass offense and try to help Belichick. Let me just do that. Is he content? Just doing that. Because I think Mac Jones can be a damn good quarterback in this league if you put a decent system around him. Yeah. But, but, he's been decent these first two years. Been, uh, yeah. He, he's been eyed. He's I had th- a lot to overcome. But I think he's been eyed. I think there's leadership to him. I think he's got the quiet confidence that Burrow has already shown us at a young age where his face never shows the problem. He just keeps going. He just keeps going. Uh, he kind of showed his emotions this year. But I he think, did some temper tantrums that he needed to relax on. But I think sometimes, but I think sometimes, like Brady used to do, I think sometimes he does it when it's needed. Sometimes you do need to. You can't just sit there the whole time blank faced. But I think in general, I think I but think there's not much. There's not much film on Tom Brady going crazy like that when he had the butt chin in the early 2000s. True, but if he needed to get after guys, he'd get after guys. Yeah, I just be careful with that, youngster. Yeah, well, right, you got you do. You just gotta be careful. Yeah, to be careful. I think he's shown some leadership so far. I I, I would assume that they'll follow him, but we're gonna like find Julian out. Julian Edelman did not like the way Mac Jones Is went there... about carrying himself with the Patriots. You know how Julian Edelman, oh, is that's being right, a Patriots guy. Yeah, he did not appreciate the way Mac Jones was handling things. Like, bro, you ain't Tom Brady. You haven't done enough in this league yet to be throwing these temper tantrums mm. on the sideline. You don't have the right. So, yeah, I 
he can work up to that. But not there yet. I don't think he's okay. there yet. You yeah. better show me something. That's show probably a fair. Mo. That's probably fair. And uh, and now Mac Jones can say, hey, Bill, show me something. A real offensive coordinator. Finally. Thank you so much. That's a good idea. All right, coming up, we'll get you the Flex 30 segment. Isaiah is going to be watching one of those big high school games tonight. We'll tell you how you can watch it as well. Um, uh, plus, one of our all-Flex preseason guys from last year that had a very crazy season and now finds a new home at the college level. We'll get you that one too. Stay with us. It's the Horn. My God, I don't know if all of this talent was on display any more than right here. This video, this moment, Whitney Houston. I'll be your was it? I'll be your baby tonight. I'll be your baby tonight, dude. I don't know if she's ever looked better, sounded better, felt the whole thing just felt like man, she's in charge. Love this video. Yeah, she had the feathery dresses and stuff. I'm your baby tonight. She was in total command right here. <laughs> if we could have just stayed right here, whatever the drug levels were, whatever the drama levels were, keep it right there, Whitney. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. I loved her right here. That black, that black suit she's walking across the room with. Whew. Good stuff. Whitney. The queen. What do we call What is Whitney if... If Aretha Franklin is the queen of soul, and then what? Mary J. Blige is the queen of R and B. Yeah. What's Whitney? The queen of pop? Or is that is Madonna the queen of? If Michael's the king of pop, is she the is she the queen? Queen of crack cocaine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to discuss the happy times. Uh, Will you let you, me discuss the happy times, please? What you, you want me to say? I gotta have my man Bobby's back. Everybody blames him. Nobody says anything about, oh, girl, the air quotes friend, homegirl right. that was always hanging with Whitney and stuff. Bobby yeah. ain't deserve that. That was complex. And yeah. A, man, that documentary is so good. Oh, it's incredible. That last, that was documenting what, like her last big tour, I think is what it, what the whole, what the original point was. Right. And then it kind of turned into <laughs> something else. So they just dropped the biopic of her. I don't know who plays her. Oh, yeah, that's tough. But they just dropped the biopic, and it looked like only the good moments. I need the real. You know me in biopics. It, it better be real. You want the, you want the I, low down truth. Yeah, they're supposed to be making yeah. a Michael Jackson one, which Ooh. they already did with the American Dream where Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne played Joe and Mary Jackson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, Joe I was Jackson. Say, what is it with, with Lawrence? Lawrence? He's an elite Joe Jackson. He did that. But that means Fishburne would have played him and Ike Turner? Like, yeah. wasn't he the one that played Ike? I think so. Okay, yeah. Man, it's like a, not the kind of typecasting <laughs> I want. You know what I mean? I don't, Michael, hey, Martin. Who, who are we going to get for that role? Michael, Martin, Fish who put the who left? The towel in the damn pool. Fishburn's right there. Okay. Who left the towel in the damn pool? I'm Michael. Well, Dad, I'm the reason why we're rich in the first place. You don't have say, to beat me. I paid for that pool. Yeah, I paid for the <laughs> pool. These vocals. 
<laughs> I paid for that pool, sir. I paid for a thousand of those towels. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is BS. You couldn't let me keep my rat friend. I'm going to leave it there. I love Ben. Y'all made me kill Ben. I'm out here making hit records for you and Barry Gordy. I want a monkey. You won't let me have my monkey. Hashtag Ben. Yeah. Hashtag Ben forever. R.I.P. Ben. R.I.P. Ben. Come on, Joe. Just let, let the kid have a pet, would you? All right. Now we're getting just too deep into the Jackson family for some reason. Uh, Whitney Houston, Razor, and Black and Blue getting us started You today. don't deserve that, Bobby. Oh, You man. do not deserve it. I do thank you for that trip down memory lane on Whitney, man. That was that was such a good time for, for Whitney. All right. Uh, rest in peace, the great Whitney Houston. Okay. Uh, a lot of stuff on the board today with NFL football. Bill O'Brien's going back to the Patriots. Cowboys tweeting out weird stuff referencing Dak. Uh, Jerry Jones not doing his radio hit on 105.3 today in Dallas. All of that, uh, the big Mahomes-Burrow matchup, and yes, the big 12 matchup tonight with Texas and Oklahoma State. All that's out there. There's another big matchup that Zay's going to be checking out. Let's get you that and some other stuff in the Flex 30 segment. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, if you've not caught Zay as a TV star, you got to do it. KBVO, 7 o'clock tonight. It is Pflugerville Conley hosting Georgetown. So you and Roger Wallace are getting a chance to look at some 5A action tonight. What, yeah, do, we, what, I, what do we need to know going in here? Uh, I think I changed to a 7.30 tip, Chad. Oh, 7.30 yeah, tip. Yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. 7.30 tip. Yeah, I got. I just got that text from Roger Wallace not too long ago. By but. the way, I dig that Friends episode that's leading into you guys. Each week when you go 7.30, <laughs> we get a Friends episode to lead in and then right yeah. into y'all. I like it. Yeah, it's great. You can see horrible Jennifer Anderson oh, acting and then on. you can see some decent commentary from myself. Actually, because they know you're going to be on, they've taken Jennifer out of all the episodes. So you, it's good. They're, they're looking out for you. I, pre- I appreciate that, y'all. I really do. But uh, yeah, Fluterville Conley versus Georgetown, the Eagles. Conley right now, they're number one in that district, and their star player is sophomore Mekali Bryant, 6'5", stupid athletic. Do not jump with him. I don't know who's on Georgetown other than uh, Kai Canfield, which we'll get to in a second, but I ju- do not jump with him. If you are going to take a charge and he is driving down the lane full speed, remember, it could go viral no matter what happens. If you get the charge or not, it could go viral. So remember that when you're standing under the goal because he's going to take off and he's going to try to duck on you if you're five foot five like Spud Webb or if you're seven foot something like a Yao Ming. It don't matter. His athleticism is through the roof. One of the top young players in Central Texas and he – He's really what makes the Conley Cougars go. On the other side. Now, real quick, you said it's Malachi Brown? Malachi Bryant. Malachi Bryant. Malachi Bryant. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 6'5, sophomore. 6'5, okay. Start getting recruited by everybody, if not already. Gotcha. And then on the Georgetown side, Kai Canfield, the junior, had a game this year where he had 33 points and hit around six threes, averaging around over 15-something points. He could really light it up. and Yeah, should be a fun one, but I... McAlai Bryant's the real deal. That's the guy? That's the dude. Georgetown, I would play a lot of zone tonight if I were them to force some shots and maybe not have him attack Don't let him drive? Yeah, maybe you shouldn't let him drive. Okay. Again, he will take off on you, so be careful. 
And just in case y'all don't know, KBVO does bring cameras. Yeah. And they film it and they show all of us. Yes. So you're saying somebody might and, end up on TV? Oh, yeah. And I've been yeah. unprofessional a lot of times with Roger Wallace due to some highlight nasty dunks. And, you know, I would apologize for that, but I can't. It's a- the player's fault. Y'all shouldn't throw it down so nasty to make me jump out of my seat. Occasionally, as you're watching these games, you might hear Zay throw out like a, oh, yeah. <laughs> You might hear that. You yeah, I, I do it. that a lot. It's good, I do that a lot. Good natural reactions to some big-time basketball. 7.30 tip tonight, Conley and Georgetown on KBVO. Speaking of uh, big-time basketball, Zay's also got us hooked up with an interview. So tomorrow, we've been talking about this Stony Point team. Zay, you got us the uh, head coach tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Coach Antoine Thompson, first-year head coach for the Stony Point Tigers. Stony Point's only lost, I think, one or two games this year. I think in my opinion, they're the best team in Austin and in the Central Texas area. Me and Antoine go back, used to play against each other for our select ball. AAU, graduated in the same class, played in the Central Texas All-Star game. So he's got Zay Collier stories. That's what we need to get into. He might have a couple. Okay. He might have a couple. But yeah, Antoine, that's my guy. He does a (laughs) great job. We're going to talk to him tomorrow in the Flex segment here at 1.30. couple of notes before we get out of here on the football side with Flex. Um, First off, we want to wish Bo Edmondson the best at his new location. Bo, of course, was the quarterback at Lake Travis, had some of those injury issues early in the season and wasn't able to get on the field as much as he wanted to, ultimately decommitted from Michigan State, and now he's going to UNLV. So congrats to Bo Edmondson and the Edmondson family. Zay, I remember talking to his mom at 7-on-7, and they were excited about maybe trying to find like a place around East Lansing to be able to go and you know hang out and be able to watch games and stuff. Nothing against East Lansing, but I think the Edmondson family might have just upgraded their visitation situation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If they can find a place just outside of Las Vegas to go hang out and watch the kid play? Yeah, for that's real. That's good stuff. Yeah, shout out to Bo. I know he didn't have the year that he wanted to have at Lake Travis, just being in and out the lineup, but yeah, I mean, he has a strong arm, he does. great quarterback body, he has a college body already, he's probably got to tone some things out like all high school kids going to the next level have to do, and yeah, the running Rebels, they got him steal. I yeah. think he's a steal. If he gets everything figured out, you know, if, every, if they got everything figured out with that with that injury situation, you're right. The arm is impressive if you've seen him throw the ball. And uh, remember, UNLV was the place that uh, was going to be Bobby Petrino calling plays. He goes to A&M. Yeah. So guess who's calling plays for Bo Edmondson now? Brennan Marion. Ah, that's right. New offensive coordinator. That's right. At UNLV. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, best of luck to those guys, and I hope Bo does very well at UNLV. Also, uh, on the serious side of Flex, I wish we didn't have to say this, but uh, we do want to send our thoughts out to the Vandegrift family. Uh, Graylin Spring was the young man's name, an SFA wide receiver uh, that lost his life in a car accident over the weekend. He and another, uh, actually a former SFA baseball player named Micah uh, Makafuse, both died died in that crash. It was a crash with an 18-wheeler. Uh, and we just send all our thoughts out to the, the Spring family, the Vandegrift uh, Vipers family. If I, and I, I've got some friends and contacts in Vandegrift and, and all these communities around here are this way, Zay. But I know that Vipers community is going to reach out to the Spring family and try to help them as much as they can because they are absolutely going through hell right now. Uh, all we can say is rest in peace to Graylin and uh, obviously everybody be careful on those roadways. But uh, just a horrible story there. So we're thinking of you Vandegrift folks today. Uh, 
XFA family, Vandergriff family. I don't know how you get through something like that. Yeah, um, hearts go out to the Spring family and just too many of these stories as of late. Just got to cherish every day. Got to cherish every day. Yep, that's it. And obviously, uh, yeah, just be careful out there. One of those wet road days today reminding us of how dangerous it can be. Flex segment every day at 1.30. All the different stories around high school sports. Go to flxatx.com for your full schedule tonight of Tuesday night boys and girls basketball action. Also, Chad, shout out to Bucky Gabo just calling me just now like I'm not working or anything. What up, Buck? Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. I'll get back to you after the show. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was in general. <laughs> Bucky will just he'll call you. You know? I hope it's a butt dial and him not trying to just mess things up on our show. That's very unprofessional. No, I don't know that that's it. And, and now I have he Bucky's uh yeah, Bucky has butt dialed me a few times. Oh yeah, he's recently. a butt dollar. He, it'll happen. He's yes. a butt dollar. Yes. In fact, Bucky's butt calls me more than the rest of Bucky does. Yeah. Like way more. Yeah. Probably uh, five to one. Yeah, if you want to know just a snippet of what my messages, text messages with Bucky Gobble is. He just sent me a picture yesterday of Dak being bent over by a Brock Purdy yeah. gif. Yeah, there's there, there was there was no need for that, and there's definitely no need for you to repeat it. There's definitely no need for you to repeat that that was what you were sent. Coming up at 2 o'clock, we'll get back to Texas basketball, getting ready for Oklahoma State, all the NFL action as Mahomes gets ready to face Burrow. And up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us today. Don't move. It's the horn. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do About you now (laughs) Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out Alright, say, give me an opinion on Oasis, what do you think? This is it. This is it for you, the this whole thing? This is it. Only this song? Everybody feels the way I do without you now. Uh, I don't even know the lyrics. It's hypnotic, man. And all around, That's a unique voice, man. So this is uh, Wonderwall? That's right. Right, okay. They had Wonderwall and then... There's that other one that I can, that I'm not gonna remember while this one's playing. Oh, here it is. This maybe you wanna be the one that saves me. Very hypnotic. Fantastic. Okay, so reason why I played this, yes, which I didn't even know this was a thing. So okay. who's the who's the guy singing right now? So it's the Gallagher brothers. It's either Noel or Liam. One of those. Okay, two. one of the Gallagher brothers. Yeah, I guess in the late two thousands, Jay Z was headlining some huge festival concert, mm-hmm. Coachella like venue sure. in Europe, and one of the Gallagher brothers were like, "Yo." This is offensive. Like, hip-hop shouldn't be the headliner to this event. Oh. Jay-Z might have done one of the pettiest things of all time, which we're going to get to some pettiness on where we at society. But, okay. And he performed Wonderwall 
for the first song that he did at the concert. Yes. Everybody sung it with him. Wow. So picture like a Coachella-like concert in Europe. And he did it like in his style? Yeah, he did it just like that. Wow. Oh, he did it with a band yeah, and he like did it with played a band. the song. He did it with a band, yes. Wow. And rocked it. And Dang. Jay-Z rocked it. I don't know if I'd describe that as petty. That's just kind of badass. It is kind of badass, but it's definitely petty. It's kind of sticking it back in their face a little bit, yeah. though. And their sales went up. Oasis sales went up. Is that right? <laughs> dude, that's a great that's a great crossover moment. For him for him to for him to do that coming out of something that was trying to be an insult and you know, like I don't agree with Gallagher's opinion of the matter. Um, but it's one of those where, yeah, he could have taken that in a really bad way. Yeah. But he ends and he probably did himself some good too. Yeah. Like, I'm sure an Oasis fan heard that and went, Whoa, Jay Z knows Oasis. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's very yeah, cool. It's dope. That's it's, a gr- it's dope. I'd, I'd never heard dope that story. Video. Uh, Oasis, Whitney, Razor, and Black and Blue have all been a part of the show today. Uh, talking a lot of Big Twelve basketball. Texas and Oklahoma State tonight at eight o'clock, seven thirty tip. And then, of course, you got lots of NFL on the board as we get ready for the championship games. Plus, there's all kinds of fallout from last week and trying to figure out what goes on with the Cowboys and all of that. Let's get into where we at in society and see what Zay's got for us today. I got a feeling I'm going to need to go to Twitter. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? I'm seeing things on email to tell me to go to Twitter. Yeah, go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. So... To double down on the crap bag where we talked about Stefan Diggs throwing his little hissy fit yeah. against the Bengals. You know who ate that up and was really petty about it? Who's that? Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Eli Apple. Oh, Eli does love to get into some social oh, media. He's been so petty these last few days. One of the tweets that he had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. One of the tweets that he had. Wow. It was the video of Stephon Diggs looking at Josh Allen when Josh Allen was looking at the iPad or Microsoft Pad, whatever it's called. Yeah. And that's the video that went viral, Stephon Diggs throwing his hissy fit. Eli Apple retweeted that and commented saying, someone get them in couples therapy and tag Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on Twitter. And he said, I'll pay on God. Which is the thing you say. What does that mean? I'll pay on God? On God. So it's, it's just like a speech, like slang. like. Oh, he man, means on man. God like I swear? Yeah. Like I swear I'll pay? Yeah. Like okay. I, man, I used to kill him at the park down there over at the Rucker on God. On God. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Man, he can't hold me. I threw up 300 on him. 300 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, God. Okay. That, I, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be said. I enjoy this kind of victory pettiness. I wouldn't do it, but that's fantastic. Yeah. He also said when Stefan Diggs was making those tweets yesterday, it's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Eli Apple retweeted that and saying, Cancun on three. <laughs> Which, if you don't know what that right, means, right, right. Yes, that's the inside the NBA, NBA reference, became yeah. famous. Charles Barkley and uh, Shaquille mm-hmm. O'Neal, they made that famous when guys get kicked out the playoffs. They say Cancun on three because guys go on vacation when they're eliminated from the postseason. Oh, my God. That is brilliant stuff. I'm telling you, uh, Phil Sims was right over the weekend. It's not just you can go past confidence and just say the, big, the Bengals are cocky. 
They are. They're a cocky group. They're following every inch and every drop of Joe Burrow's swag and confidence and clothing and cigars and that look on his face. Like, they've all got it now. (laughs) It's infected that whole team. Eli Apple retweeted the video also and put Terrell Owens Jr. Which that might be a compliment to Stefan Diggs, depending uh, on how you look at it. But he means the bad version. Yeah, he means the bad, the bad version. Of yeah, right. the bad version of To. So, oh my God, Eli Apple. It's not like he's Darrell Revis in his own right, but yeah, like you said, just that confidence that their quarterback gives everybody. It's it's turned these Bengals into a very cocky group. So they're going into Burrowhead this weekend. Especially now Vegas saying that they're the favorites. Yeah. They're feeling all that confidence. This is a, it's such an interesting swing with these three teams at, in the AFC because all the stories out of Buffalo had been how much of a leader Josh Allen is. He could be elected mayor tomorrow. The people love him. The fans love him. The teammates love him. Stefan Diggs is perfectly happy in Buffalo. Can you believe it? How could he be? And th- they all hang out together because they're out in the middle of nowhere in Buffalo. That's what we heard around the DeMar Hamlin story. This is such a tight knit group. They're always hanging out together. But after that game, the story was DeMar DeMar Hamlin, Stephon Diggs had to be talked into staying in the locker room by a practice squad teammate. And then when he left, multiple teammates followed him, Zay. Where's that camaraderie now? Followed Diggs out the door, and they all left their quarterback to talk to the media? Uh, That's the biggest thing I have with Stephon Diggs. Like, y'all talk about this camaraderie and being together and hanging out and being friends and, you know, playing putt-putt together on the weekends and the girls hang out together, our wives and girlfriends hang out together and get many petties and this and that. Then you turn around and do this when things go bad. Yeah. And by the way, you know what was happening on the other side of that field in a snowstorm with Jamar Chase, the best receiver for that team? He just did his job. He caught passes. He was blocking. I'm watching plays last night. Some of that Joe Mixon. Go look at some of those Joe Mixon runs. Jamar Chase is just working, dudes. He's taking linebackers on tours of their own stadium Tough in that game. Just not saying a word. And on the other side, you got digs. By the end of the game, palms up in the air, showing up one of the big, big-time big young quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Get That's your, rough. Get your refunds. You Mr. heard Joe Burrow. Mr. McDermott, you might want to get that figured out in yeah. your locker room. And warning to the Kansas City Chiefs, they may be about to come through y'all's town again and mess with your situation too. It's not looking good for the Chiefs. With Patrick <laughs> Mahomes being hobbled, it's already going to be tough. Patrick Mahomes at 100%. Now he's hobbled, so now these cornerbacks are going to be playing a little tighter because you know Patrick Mahomes is going to have to get the ball out of his hand so that pressure doesn't get to him. It ain't looking good for the Chiefs and the Bengals. They riding real high right now. Ricky Williams high right now. Unbelievable. All right, so we're running late here. We'll get to. We'll get. We'll stay into this conversation because we do need to. uh, There's still some NFL stuff to get to. There's one particular Joe Burrow throw you mentioned yesterday, and now I've seen it multiple times. We got to talk about that thing too. There's some crazy stuff in the NFL. Cowboys trying to figure out what to do. Bill O'Brien update, and yes, Texas and Oklahoma State tonight in the Big Twelve. We got that action for you here on the station. Two o'clock hour coming up. Why Today Matters on a January 24th. Not a lot of birthdays, but a couple of big ones we need to hit, including one of the young, talented coaches in the NFL getting one year older. Stay with us. It's the Horn.